welcome back to episode 13 of the podcast. I'm Hannah, and I'm joined by my wonderful, amazing, beautiful co-host, Sarah. <laughs> Great. Wait, you're supposed to say my name as well as doing all that. Oh, am I? Yeah, because otherwise it's weird for me to repeat my name after you've said all that, because then it's like, I'm like, yeah, I am wonderful and beautiful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's continue. We never said I'm with the travelling too. i to say that now. I'm with the travelling too. How are you feeling today, Hannah? You've got a sore throat. Yeah, Hannah's not doing too well. I think I'm doing alright actually compared to your body. <laughs> My body's not doing too well. <laughs> Heart update. That's that's actually okay. Still taking ibuprofen, still beating a little bit weirdly. I don't know. Get a little bit of spasm sometimes, but it's fine. Because that's normal. <laughs> And, no, but the, my main issue is I have a really, really, really bad stomach bug. A bit of barley belly. Yeah, really, really Which bad Which is a real belly. thing. Yeah, don't eat the food here. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Although I did have to run from the restaurant tonight. Yeah, like, literally had to run. Get back as quick as we could so that she didn't shit in the street. <laughs> episode we did our australia roundup but we've actually been in bali for a good while now feels like we've been here forever we've been just over a week yeah yeah so there's a lot to update you on yeah so we started our bali trip in seminyak Mm -hmm. which is just a beachy town coastal beach town very near our second place actually of changu like sort of kuta seminyak changu were all relatively near each other mm. a lot of people tend to go to Kuta because Kuta is like very 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 party place yeah and it's right by the airport so yeah. it's good when you first arrive but we thought we'd try Seminyak instead first because it's supposed to be like still party but not like super hard heavy yeah and then Changu is like surfer vibes whatever but yeah they're um, both kind of similar vibes Seminyak was more more like buzzy more beach bar vibes whereas mm-hmm. Changu was much more go to surf, really. Yeah, there's a lot of like digital nomads, is where they all live and go to cafes and stuff. Mm. It's very like yoga and yeah, green all the smoothies quite yoga and, and smoothies. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff. So, what did you prefer, Seminyak or Changu? So, <clears throat> sorry, there's a weird bird making noises. <laughs> <laughs> I think I preferred Seminyak a bit more. We spent three days there. I think it was very, like, chilled out. I think maybe it was because we stayed in quite a nice hotel. We stayed at Grandma's Plus Hotel. Super cheap, but also really nice. Yeah, it was really Um, good. Had a nice pool. Our room was nice. A bit small, but not bad. And we were literally, like, a five-minute walk from the beach. We were probably a bit further from the main Seminyak village, about a 15-20 minute walk. Yeah just through some back streets but yeah i thought it was quite nice just a nice beginning place Mm. spent a lot of time just going down to the beach in the evenings and there's so many like beach bars that you can get cocktails from yeah and just chill out chill i think i probably preferred changu to seminyak i think it had a bit more a bit more to it maybe like i think the high street was a bit nicer kind of like it had 
a few I don't know. It had a bit of different shops, different restaurants. Mm. I think I preferred those to Seminyak. Seminyak did have the whole village and everything, but it wasn't, like, massive. didn't have, like, loads. Mm. I think I liked Changu Beach more than Seminyak because Seminyak felt like you were being harassed and, like, asked That's if you wanted to buy anything, loads and loads, whereas in Changu it was quite chilled and more relaxed and you were just kind of left to surf and do whatever you wanted mm, yeah that's true but that might have been because we didn't stay on the main road in Seminyak so we didn't stay in like the proper village and yeah. also so what you think you're saying more in land would have been different because our hotel was kind of on the coast yeah I think if we had stayed maybe in the village maybe you'd have preferred the cafes and stuff because that's where all the stuff was mm, maybe yeah. yeah and also we only went to the beach once in Changu. We like Seminyak and Changu, but like it after a couple of days on the beach it gets a bit You get a bit done with it. Get a bit done. But I think it was really good to just relax and chill because we had had like a chaotic end to Australia. So yeah. it was nice to it just It was a good like start and yeah, for a few days. Be by the pool, be by the beach. Do you wanna rank them together? I'll give Seminyak an eight and I'll give Changu a seven. Like they're not like I only slightly prefer Seminyak to Changu. Yeah. I still liked it. I'll give it the other way around. I'll give, like, Changu an A and Seminyak a 7. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't that different. Yeah. But, like, all the the things that I really liked about it was actually the ca- all the cafes were really good. Our first place that we went to, the Revolver Cafe in Seminyak, such good smoothie I bowl. I think it's still been my favourite smoothie bowl of the whole time, and I've had a lot of smoothie bowls already. Yeah. That was really, really nice. And also, there was, like, one place that we went to in Changu that I liked the salad at. We went to a place called Mission, Motion, something like that, that had, yeah, really, we had really good bowls of... Like, like pumpkin salad Pumpkin salad, yeah. That was really, really nice. nice. Yeah, the food was really nice. Um, got quite excited about the food there. I'm not so excited about the food anymore, but... I think we're a bit done with the Indonesian <laughs> food already. <laughs> but, yeah. So, after Changi, we then headed more inland to Ubud, which... What is the capital of Bali? Denpasar. Bali Bali is an island in Indonesia. It's not got a capital. Oh. I don't think. Uh, maybe I Denpasar? Would, oh, maybe. I would say Ubud is like the hub of Bali. Yeah. Uh, Ubud is where you do all the day trips, all the main tourist mm. things from. It's got a lot to it. Yeah. It has a lot of attractions. It has a lot of, a lot of things to do that aren't beach. Yeah. So we went to the Monkey Sanctuary the first day. Yeah. And then we went to... The Hidden Canyon. The Hidden Canyon. That's not, like, as big, I don't think. I don't think it's that well-known, but, like, it's brilliant. Yeah, that was really good. We went to some rice terraces, which is what it's really famous for. Mm. The Bali Swing, although we didn't actually go to Bali Swing. We went to Aloha Swings, but similar thing. Yeah. From the same owner. There's, like, a ridge Um, walk that you can do. Coffee plantation. Um, we also went to some other waterfalls, Kanto Lampo Waterfall and Tibimana Waterfall. And we visited a couple of temples and the, there's a palace in the centre of the bird. Mm-hmm. There's loads of markets. Like, there's a lot of different things that you can that you can do. Yeah, exactly. It was quite, like, a busy few days, I'd say. It was just harder trying to navigate how to do each thing and, like, transport and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But we managed it in the end. So what would you rate Ubud? I'll give Ubud an 8 out of 10. Okay. I really enjoyed parts of it. The, the only thing I would say I didn't enjoy was the monkey forest. Yeah. But other than that, 
Like, and I didn't not enjoy all of the monkey fresh. I didn't enjoy a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, some of the stuff we did in a bird was really, really good. Like, I really enjoyed the Hidden Canyon, Cantalab Waterfall, the coffee plantation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a bird is... The place like, ...has really cool things in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Food recommendations for that. Go to Milk and Madu and have their overnight oats, because that's the best thing I've eaten since being in Bali. <laughs> yeah, that was... Really... And there's a bakery... What's it called? Daily Baguette. Good Is bake. it called Daily Baguette? I think so, yeah. Okay, Daily Baguette. Great bakery as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm going to give a bud... I want to give it higher, but I think just in general, I probably didn't enjoy it a bud that much. I'm going to give it a seven, even though I probably want to give it more of like a six or a five. Really? I don't know, just as in, I think it was a lot. Like, it's very, very busy and crowded, like scooters mm. and bikes and Yeah, it's a bit chaotic. Everywhere and... It just feels like a lot, and then like we had to walk quite a bit, and there's people hassling like bike, bike, do not do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Same as in Seminyak on the beach. To be fair, probably yeah. Seminyak on the beach was a bit more, more haggling. But this just felt, I don't know, it just felt like a lot. And then I think just I've because I haven't been feeling well. We did oh we didn't talk about we did a cooking class as well. Oh yeah, in Ubud, and I think the cooking class is what gave what me the bad stuff. started all of this. And I think just a lot of the days that we were in Ubud, I wasn't feeling too well. So that's probably like dimmed it a bit. Mm. But I still liked it. We stayed at a really nice hotel. The guy at the hotel, Nick, has been incredible yeah, in terms of so helping nice us out. Because like in order to get around Ubud, like a majority of it is private driver and stuff. So he's helped us out. Omasari cottages would recommend. Yeah, they're really, really nice there. But yeah, so I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, fair enough. And finally, we're now in Gilly Tea. Yeah, Gilly Tea. Gilly Trawagon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so there's the Gilly Islands, which aren't actually part of Bali. So Bali Island is its own thing. And then Gilly... You it's have, linked to Noosa. It's linked to Lombok. Lombok. Gilly Islands are like the islands of Lombok. And Noosa is the island Islands of Bali, Bali, even though they're all islands themselves. Near each other, yeah. But yeah, so we had to get a boat that was like two hours here. Yeah. So we went from Ubud to Panambai Harbour and then got a two-hour ferry across to Gili mm-hmm. Um And there's three islands. There's Gili Gili Meno and Gili Air. Gili is like the larger of the three, but it's also tiny. We like cycled around the entire island today in about half an hour. Yeah. What were your first impressions of the island? First impressions was the water is an amazing, amazing colour. Mm-hmm. Um, like, aqua blue, completely clear, really pretty. And then when we first got here and they asked us to... Oh, I was told that they were going to pick us up from the hotel at the, at the jetty. And that just meant that actually they gave us bikes to cycle back. So there's no cars on the island. It's just bikes and horse, horse and carriage, and which I was shocked by. And there's only really, like, a couple of, like, main roads, basically just the beach road, really. And then all the rest is sort of dirt tracks, mm-hmm. dirt streets. Yeah. But it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's small. It's so, tiny. Like, it's a couple of days that you can spend on it, because, like, there's not a, like, it's not big. But it is really nice. Yeah, we've walked up and down the front road, like, so many times. You just see the same people constantly. Yeah. But yeah, we were, we initially were only going to stay here for two whole days, but then just, well, we arrived on Saturday and then had the whole of Sunday and then we were thinking maybe we'd go back Monday morning today, but actually we decided to just stay one extra day because I, 
like majority of the time I've been on Gilly Islands I've just been in bed yeah or like lying in yeah lying on the beach or lying on on the bed <laughs> not doing much but yeah like it's been plenty of time yeah lots you probably of only time. need you... two days really yeah like we probably could have gone back today but like having an extra day isn't isn't bad yeah so what would you give Gilly tea a seven and a half seven and a half okay yeah He's in half now. I don't want to put... Because I don't want to give it a seven or an eight. So we'll go for seven and a half. Not quite uh, as a, good as a bud? No, I think a bud had a lot more to it. So mm-hmm. like, I really like it, but it doesn't have like... It's an island, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have loads to do, but like I do really like it. Mm-hmm. What would you? I think I'm going to rate Gilly Tea the highest out of all of them so far. Wow. Which means it has to be like an eight. Why? Nine. I think I've just... I've liked it because it's been a bit more chill mm. I like that it's just a small little island and like you can cycle around the whole thing but it it's known to be a party island actually and to be fair there are people on the like front where people are going out and stuff I would say it's like super party but it's not super party it's quite funny because the whole east of the island is like the main strip and mm. the main place to be where all the cafes all the restaurants everything is and then if you go to the west side of the island, which it's if you just, just you cycle like 10 minutes, there's nothing at all. And our hotel is like bang in the middle. So like we walk 15 minutes. That way we're on the west side, we walk 15 minutes. The other side, we're on the east side. Mm. And like sunset is on the side where there's like only hotels and resorts, yeah. nothing much at all. So if you want to see sunset and have dinner, you can't. You yeah. have to have dinner. Not... The opposite side of sunset. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think as well I like... I. <laughs> Something that I really didn't like about Bali, like as in like Ubud and everything, is like I don't like the smell of the incense at mm-hmm. all. And there's incense everywhere because the island is Hindu, whereas Gili tea is Muslim and there's no incense, so I feel a lot better here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the incense. Yeah, I think I just like, and I love the, the water, it's just so pretty. So I'd say Gili tea is high on my list. Good. Let's move on to our tips for the week. Do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. So, I actually found it quite hard to think of a tip from this week, but I've thought of one thing from, like, the start of Bali. Mm -hmm. I think I've got better with it now. But at the start, I was really struggling with the money in (laughs) Bali, and it's really confusing. Everything's in thousands, so, like, you you pay, like, 200,000 Indonesian roof, whatever they're called, for like a mill, which is equivalent to like ten pounds, say eleven pounds. Yeah. yeah. So like that's how the money works, and it takes a while to get used to because it's confusing, and there's not the you don't get exact change for anything. They don't have like one piece or like the lowest denomination is like a uh, hundred coin. Anyway, it's complicated. And when I first arrived. Uh, I wasn't used to it. I was very confused. One time when we were paying, so Sarah's been in charge of the money because she got used to it a lot quicker. <laughs> and then she gave like 200 and something else for food and then didn't get, got less change back. Anyway, I was questioning her on it and you just got very defensive and annoyed at me not understanding. And then you were like, it makes sense. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Okay. And I don't think it did make sense. And until you heard my point, and then you were like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But for quite a while, you didn't. You were like, no, no. I still fit, I still stand by what I was saying. I understand what you were saying, but I also think you could have not given what you gave. 
But, but I you... get it. I get what you did, and like it, it is kind of the way it's done here. But you didn't. Okay, can I give the example of what happened? You lacked patience in explaining it to me. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I'll explain what happened. So the bill was like, like let's say like sixteen pound and two p. Mm. Okay. Instead of giving a twenty pound, where I would get three pound ninety eight back, yeah. I gave. 21 pound and like 5p because like they don't have a 2p here so you have to give them the highest amount that will cover it and you just won't get any change back because it's so tiny it's like a half of a pence or something like that so anyway so i gave them 21 and hannah was really really confused as to i was really confused why i had given them 21 instead of 20 because i was like i only want five pound change i don't want four pound 98 change i'd rather a five pound yeah. change and so that's what I did, and Hannah was very confused. Which I, like, I get now, but, like, I didn't understand at the time. And you didn't explain it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm over it now. I've kind of understood the money. Mathematician in you. Um, I'm a lot better with it. <laughs> I can pay for things. Nice. What's what your tip? My tip of you is... So, when we were in Semingak, we made the silly decision to order three cocktails for... The both of us. When I cannot have any alcohol because I'm on too many meds at the moment. So then Hannah had to have the honours of having all three cocktails to herself. And Hannah is a, way too much of a lightweight. Mm. And cannot lightweight. handle her drink at all. And was so annoying. <laughs> when we were walking down the street, she was like, look at that. Look at that. I just realised. Drunk people are so annoying. It's only because you were completely Yeah, sober. I know. I know that. And I know I'm just as completely annoying when I'm drunk. So, who cares? But it was just extremely annoying that night. And that's the only thing that I can think of as a tip. So, that's going to have to be it. Okay. Yeah. It's fair enough. I apologise. <laughs> I am lightweight. And uh, that is an uncontrollable thing. Yeah. <laughs> On to our tales of the week. So our first tale of the week is from the Monkey Forest. So as I said, this was not my favourite place. And the reason is because it was so traumatising. Hannah was not happy. Tears were shed. (laughs) (laughs) I was attacked. I wouldn't say it wasn't attacked. That might be a bit of an exaggeration. It It was quite like... The monkey was very aggressive. It wasn't happy. We were down, like, a path where there wasn't many many people or any rangers. And uh, I was carrying the bag with, like, water in. And uh, just suddenly I felt a monkey climb up me and was on my shoulder. And then it was kind of, like, fine to begin with. Had a picture with it. It was holding my hand. It was okay. But then it wouldn't get off. And then it started, like putting its hands over my head and, like, trying to grab my glasses. Mm-hmm. So I managed to get them off and give them to Sarah and gave you the bag as well because if you have anything, they'll just... They'll, they'll just, just try to take, take it. it or, they literally... Like, they would have gone inside the bag. They could have taken the bag. I don't know. They were taking people's water bottles and everything. Yeah, they were attacking everyone's water bottles. Uh, if you were holding anything, it was gone. Yeah, it was gone. So I managed to give you the bag, but then it's, it just wouldn't leave and... It was quite scary. It was really scary to watch because I could see the face of the monkey. And it was like, it looked okay to start, right? It was fine to start with. It was very chill. Mm. And then they say don't look at it in the eyes. And I think at that point I was just focused on trying 
to like somehow get it off and I kept looking at it directly in the face and if you do look at it directly in the face they get really aggressive so then the monkey was like making these faces like as if he was going to start attacking like big teeth everywhere and I was like oh, <laughs> I didn't, didn't know about this it it was it was quite scary and then it started like biting at my hand mm. and like was like sort of pulling at my hair just everything and I they say don't run as well so I was just standing still and like just hoping it shaking. was gonna I was shaking I was really really scared I was like I'm gonna be killed by a monkey <laughs> <laughs> And, like, it just wouldn't go. It took ages. And then there was this girl there who was, like, saying that you could bash a stick to try and get it off. Yeah. Sarah's just there, like, whacking a stick, shouting to people to try and get a ranger. No one was coming. Yeah. I felt like it was... I don't even know how long it was on me for, but it felt like ages. It was probably, like, a good two minutes. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was terrifying two minutes. And then I reckon it was the bashing. Eventually, I don't know. Eventually, what happened. it came it off. Like I started out. bashing the tree instead of the ground, and I think maybe that made it go. Right. Eventually, it left, and then I was like, I need to get out. Need to get out. Of get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got we got really cute pictures of it, but actually, Hannah was just petrified. Petrified. Yeah. And for like then afterwards, when we were leaving, like going down the street, like I was so scared to like go past any monkeys again. Yeah, they were. They're, they're not very nice, so just be careful. They're all over a bird, and don't make eye contact. Hide all your personal belongings. Whack a stick. Carry a stick around with you everywhere <laughs> you go. <laughs> or one of those like a lot of the rangers had like elastic bands. shooter things. Yeah, elastic mm. bands that they like were shooting. That gets rid of them as well. Yeah, just be careful. Don't wear glasses. Wear yeah, contact wear contact lenses. lenses. I think that they, was a mistake. Yeah, that was a big mistake. So a big thing about Bali that we've discovered is that it's literally just completely set up for tourists. It's so, so touristy. And I'm not sure if you can tell, but we're not as... As in, I'm not as enthusiastic about Bali as maybe Australia because of this route. Like, it is just so touristy. I, I think Australia was set up for tourists as well. Like, everyone travels the East Coast, eh? But maybe you just don't... And it's not so noticeable. Yeah. I like, think here, like, everything is very Instagrammy. Yeah, like, every... Like, all the people who are around who are trying to sell you stuff and, like, to help you get photos and stuff, like, they literally... They know all the... What the influencer would want and, like... Yeah. They, it's also, I think, because all these people that are, like, trying to get you to come to their attractions, take their, take your photos and stuff. They're, they're really hoping for tips and they're hoping for money. They live for the tourists. Like yeah, the tourists like, is what bring them the income. Yeah, like, during the whole of COVID, they've had no tourists and so they have had no income and so it is really hard for them. Mm. And so they're desperate to please you. Yeah, so our tale is from when we went to the Aloha Swings and... Loha Swings is literally just a photo shoot. It's just a pure photo shoot for about an hour and a half. <laughs> they have like seven swings set up. Yeah, and a nest and a... a rock. And like, they tried to get like couple photos. They'd, like, you could have single ones. There were so many people in couples on their honeymoon, I They think. rent out dresses as well, so you can get like a nice dress in the wind on the swing yeah so we we went there thinking oh we're just gonna get a nice photo on the swing 
No, there was about a hundred photos. So many pictures. And they were like, look this way, look that way, pose with your arm up here, pose your arm up there. I was like, I just want a photo smiling at the camera. Like, they literally didn't even get one photo smiling at the camera. It was all, look up in the air, look yeah. at this. It was just a bit much. Like, it was a lot. Yeah. And then, so after the swings, we went to like some waterfalls. And it was the exact same thing. We went to the waterfall just to like see if we could swim. Like just we didn't swim even, in the waterfall. We didn't that was even it. think about getting photos there really. And then uh, one of the because there's about ten helpers there or something. Mm. Um, they're like, "Do you want us to get photos for you?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure. It's nice to have some photos." They literally direct you in every single thing. Like, if you want to look like a model, they know how to get you to look like a model. Yeah, because the well needs to know how to pose. Yeah, <laughs> have so many pictures. Literally though. All that was at, like, no one was just, like, chilling at the waterfall or swimming at the waterfall. There was, like, three different areas of the waterfall that you could get pictures at. And it was just a photo shoot yeah. in three different places. And there was Literally. no one just just enjoying the waterfall. It was yeah. just a Instagram spot. Yeah. So, just be wary. When you come to Bali, a lot of it is just photo, photo, photo. Yeah. Constant. Also, there are swings everywhere not just at aloha swing mm. um so you can get pictures in so many places on a swing so moving on to our lessons learned for the week so first lesson relating to my tale about being traumatized in the monkey forest is <laughs> just don't take a bag yeah don't take anything with you don't take yeah anything just you literally just need some money to get in yourself money that's it drink all the water that you can before you can't have any in there yeah like literally just don't go with anything to minimize the chance of attack Mm -hmm. the second lesson that i've learned is that i ordered a mocha thinking that it'd be very nice like chocolate and coffee everything is quite bitter here like the or barley coffee is barley coffee is so bitter order like the coconut coffee or like the nice sweet coffee because all the other stuff is way too bitter. Yeah. Next lesson is about getting around Bali. So Bali is mainly scooters, like electric motor scooters, with a few cars, and but they're like private drivers or taxis. The way for tourists to get around is either by like walking down the street, every single person here is a driver, and will ask you to either rent a bike, they'll take you on their bike, you can go in their car. Anyone will take you anywhere for any... Not any price. A price like, that you agree on. Yeah, and it's literally just everywhere. It's like, bike, 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 yeah, bike, bike. Yeah, so, so much. <laughs> but the Asian version of Uber is called Grab, and you hire up... Well, like, you order a bike, mm-hmm. so they'll come pick you up, and then you just jump on the back of it. Actually really fun. Really I really fun. enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's probably the best way to get around. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a mixture of both just because a lot of the Balinese people don't like Grab and don't like the Uber app because it's taken it is taken away from their jobs mm. as taxi drivers. And so when we've wanted to do Grab, we've done Grab where, when we felt like we can ask someone on the street for mm. something, then we do. So, yeah, it's like at your discretion, whichever way you'd prefer. Yeah, they're like, you can get it for the same price. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'd say, like, it's quite frustrating. Not frustrating. Like, it's just different to the way we've been travelling before. We've been so independent in Australia, being able to travel in the van and go wherever we want and do whatever we want, whenever we want. Here you are way more reliant on people. And, like, 
that links to the next lesson about food. Like, in the van, we were cooking all of our meals, and we went to supermarkets, and everything was readily available and, like, just easy to access. Whereas here, they have no supermarkets. They mm-hmm. literally only have, like, mini-marts where they just sell crisps and water and drinks and stuff. That's literally it, yeah. Because you have to buy all your water as well. So we've got so many bottles of water... There's no bread in the supermarkets. Which just, is it really... isn't. We, we haven't found any, like, proper supermarkets. Yeah, and it's just... It's really hard for, like... Now when, like, I've got a bad belly and all you can eat is bread and we just can't find anywhere that sells bread. Mm. So if we find a cafe that sells bread, it's like, woo! Stock up. <laughs> let's, let's buy loads. Um, we've had to, like, um go to restaurants, but, like, it's a bit hard because everywhere just sells nasi goreng, which is, like, the mm. main Indonesian meal. It's, like fried vegetable rice um, I ordered it like so excitedly the first couple of days like two days in a row I was like this is amazing it's the best food ever now you're so done with it and now like literally a week and a half in I don't want any more food yeah <laughs> it's just a lot of noodles and but like there are a western food places like you can get a mixture of things but it's just it's just so different to cooking your own food I think we realise how much we like cooking our own food yeah 100% like we really miss our bean stews from the van because we can't make that here we were enjoying them <laughs> we can't make our porridge although the breakfasts here are good so the porridge I still do so miss porridge but the breakfast is like the favourite the fate. yeah it's yeah. like I'll the best of the worst yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> it's like the best of like not having I don't mind going out for breakfast yeah exactly but yeah but everything is really cheap here like all our meals cost like £4 each I'd say yeah probably on average about £4 I think also a fact that we've found with Bali is that people say Asia is very cheap and I'd say aspects of Bali are very cheap yeah the food is cheap on the whole on the whole unless you go to like a nicer restaurant that does nicer food like all so in like the really cheap food is like the warungs that sell the indonesian, the indonesian food. food they're really really cheap like a pound mm-hmm. or two pounds the probably breakfast is like our most expensive because like going to cafes or places for breakfast is more expensive and then it gets like cheaper throughout the day but like I'd say your main expense prices is, of getting around yeah, is it, expensive. The main expense and they is charge the for every attraction, even a waterfall. They'll charge you ten thousand at a minimum for. Mm-hmm. So, but that's only fifty p. But but like it adds, it up, adds up, up every uh, single place. Every single place, every temple is like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, which is two, three pound to six pound, say. Yeah. But like, if you're doing that like multiple times a day or every day, like it does add up. Definitely the highest thing is is taxis. Yeah. Because, like, our budget in Australia was, like, £50 per day, and that was, like, all our accommodation, all of our food, and some attractions. Sometimes we went over, sometimes a tiny bit less because we were in the van. But, like, here we were thinking maybe it would be half that. About 20 a day, yeah, We thought it would be, like, 20 a day, but actually it's probably more like 30 because you spend, like, £15 on food. Accommodation is, like... Five six pounds, which is so cheap. Yeah, so combination good. is super cheap. And then you probably spend five eight pounds on, um, like getting around. Yeah. So yeah, it's more like twenty five to thirty pounds a day. Yeah. So that's something that we've learned. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Onto our highs and our lows. Do you want to start with your high? Okay. So my high from the week is going to be Canto Lampo Waterfall. Mm-hmm. 
So even though it was really, this is the waterfall where we had a lot of pictures taken. Even though it was really posy, I found it really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And I, and I did, like I, I had a very love hate relationship with all the posers. But I liked the people that we were like chatting to there, and everyone was kind of like trying to embrace the fact that they were getting to us to pose, but also like cringing and hating it. Yeah. But then some people were were loving it and doing like. I don't know how to describe the poses, but like it was just really funny, and I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> and the waterfall was just really pretty as well. Yeah, the waterfall was really nice. Yeah, yeah. What was your high from the week? My high from the week was probably when we went to the Hidden Canyon. Mm. So the Hidden Canyon wasn't what we expected at all. We thought that we were literally just going to go somewhere, see a Hidden Canyon, take a few photos. That's it. We arrive, and the guy's like, "You need to put all your stuff in a locker." And we we're like, "Can we take our towels and stuff?" He was like, "No, you're going to get everything wet." So then we have to, like, just go in our bikinis and you basically just wade through the canyon and then we were, like, able to jump into the water from the top. It was really, really fun. Yeah, but you were, like, fully in water the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. Whereas we thought you just sort of walked, visited the canyon and came back. We thought it was just, like, a picture stop, really. No, like, there was... There it was, was, like, a two-hour excursion. Wading through the water, yeah. Swimming to a cave, swimming to... A waterfall. Like, we had to give all our phones and everything to him, and he put it in, like, a... A waterproof bag. Waterproof bag, and, like, he swam with us. And yeah, and you were, like, rock climbing and bouldering along the way. And yeah. It was hard. Yeah. It was cool, though. It um, was really cool. But, yeah, I'd probably say that's my high. I think I also really liked it as well, because I think that was the, the day in between my illnesses. <laughs> mm. Like, the days before that, my heart was still, like, hurting. And I felt really like, oh, is this even going to get better? And then that day I felt I felt way better. And I literally didn't even think about it at all. I jumped in the water, in the hidden canyon and then my parents were like, are you sure you should be jumping? And I was like, what do you mean? And like, I completely forgot mm. that I'd had any things to do with my heart. And then I feel like after that, like I loved the cantalampo and all that day, but I was feeling still quite ill that day from the stomach bug now. So, mm. yeah. I'd say that was the day where everything was fine. Yeah, and in between. In between, though. What about your low? My low. I'd probably say my low this week was after our day that we had the private driver and we went to, like, everywhere. We went to the rice terrace, we went to the swing. Like, it was a really fun day, but I was feeling very ill at this point and just very homesick. I think the main thing I found about Bali is that it's just made me really homesick. Like, I, in our last episode, we asked, oh, have you felt homesick mm. at all? And both of us said no. Now I just... I still feel quite homesick. I think maybe it's just... Asia's very different to Australia. Mm. Bali's very different. It's just not what we're used to. Like, we really got comfortable in the van. We really got comfortable doing our own thing. Like, I just don't like the lack of independence that we have here. Mm. Like, we have to depend on people for so many things. And it's so frustrating that you can't organise your own things. And you can't... Like, I can't even just go to a shop and get some bread. Like, it's just really frustrating. I think Friday it just hit me and I was really, really upset. And just wanted to feel better. Wanted to have normal food and feel okay. And I was just crying on the phone to my mum and say friday friday yeah what was yours so mine would be i think the i don't know which day it was maybe like day number two three in bali yeah (laughs) and we were like sort of settling into it still but i was like thinking am i gonna feel settled here like i think we got so comfortable with australia 
felt like it was like a new home. Mm-hmm. But then moving and being in Bali just felt different. And I felt like quite on edge and like everything was like Seminyak was pretty. The beach was lovely, but it's just everything was different. Everyone's really nice, but everyone's just so sort of in your face. Yeah, it takes some time to get used it to. It takes like, a while to get yeah. used to. I still say, like, I'm more used to it, but I'm still saying I'm still getting used to it as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, yeah, let's say day number three in Bali. Yeah. Where I was like, wow, I still feel like this place is out. Like, I'm not used to it yet. It, oh, hadn't, it was still growing on me. Yeah, yeah. Probably still is growing on me. Was, I feel like we've gone through different journeys. You didn't like the first few days because you weren't quite used to it yet. And then now you like it more. Whereas I was like, oh, I love it. It's yeah. a change. And now I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> so <I'm sorry>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've gone the it, other way. Like, <laughs> yeah. On to our interesting facts. We're learning a lot more here. We are definitely learning so a lot much. more. Like, there's a lot to learn in Bali. So, firstly, we've met a lot of Maddays. And a lot of Wayans. Wayans. And we asked about this because we were like everyone we kept talking to the taxi driver was like my name's Maddie and then the who else was it another taxi driver was like my name's Maddie and then the guy at the we cooking did a class tour, like, and he was like oh my name's Maddie just like this guy's Maddie like they're just all Maddie and we were like why are you all called Maddie and apparently it's to do with the number of children mm-hmm. and the second child is called Maddie yes yeah, so and the first child is called Wayan yeah so that makes sense then why there's so many people with the same name yeah then we also had another driver whose name or is this Nick Nick yeah yeah so the name means older mm-hmm. and then his brother would have been called younger yeah. so like they're all their names of the kids are kind of they have a meaning of something like first second third or mm-hmm. oldest and youngest and stuff yeah. like that so we thought that was quite cool. Yeah. One thing we've noticed as well is, like like I've said, that Bali is Hindu, whereas Gili tea is Muslim. Bali, they have daily offerings, like, every day. Each family has to make, like, a little basket with flowers in it. They have, like... And, like, some food or something. I think they have like, three different coloured flowers. They have, like, red to symbolise the god of fire, fire. White for the god of air and blue for the god of water something like that mm. and then like they have like this green leaf in the middle of padang i don't know for some like nice fragrance they they do that every single day each family has to have that out there and they're burning the incense as well and it's just very people are very believing and like they go to the temples Super and, yeah it's quite cool to experience that and then it was just so different when we came to gilly tea where like here they have like the call to prayer five times a day we can constantly hear it on the speaker morning afternoon sunset night like all the time there's a call to prayer and it's just it's just so weird that they're two they're so close together and yet so completely different, different yeah. beliefs and yeah I thought that was cool another interesting fact is to do with how rice is made. So rice is a huge thing in Bali. They eat it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. They have the same meal three times a day. And they have so many rice fields everywhere. So a lot of families would own them or would maybe share it with other families as well. Mm-hmm. And they all grow their own rice, basically. So we were told like the process of it. And mm-hmm. it starts off as milk in the pouch. And then as it grows, it hardens. And then they chop 
all the crops in and bash it mm-hmm. and then like crack open the shells for all the rice to fall out. Yeah, and then, and then they, they have, have to, like, dry, dry it in the sun, and then they have to do something else to it. After then it's soak dried. it, then dry it, soak, then soak it. it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so a, many a long process. Yeah, and then they burn after it's chopped, like burn the ground to like use it as like natural fertilizer, and mm. then put water all in it or something. Like I flood think, it as basically. well. Yeah, like basically flood it to also fertilize it maybe yeah. before they then re replant it, and they have to replant it one by one. Yeah. And it's like every three months that they could they get a new harvest. Mm. And what what I thought was interesting was the fact that like barley they they grow so much rice, but they have to import so much rice. Yeah, as because well. they eat two kilograms a per day. day. I think it was a family of six eats two kilograms of rice a day. Because uh, this was at the cooking class, he was saying that they would make food early in the morning. Like kids go to school at seven a.m. And they would have to have had breakfast before that. So, like, the mum would cook food, whatever the dish of the day was, before that. And then they'd have, like, a hot breakfast of that meal. Mm -hmm. And then that would just sort of sit all day. So then the kids would come back from school at, like, half twelve. And they'd have the same meal for lunch. And then they'd come back later and they'd have the same meal again for dinner. And just get colder and colder throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then they'd repeat that with a different dish the next morning. But that, they'd get through two kilograms of rice a day. So that's a lot of rice. Which is why the rice fields are just not enough for... To sustain all of barley, because they eat a crazy ton of rice. Yeah, and one field only makes 30 kilograms, which sounds like a lot, but if you're eating two kilograms a day, then it's not really a lot. It's not a lot. So that's why they import. But I think it's just made us realise as well, like, how ridiculously privileged we are, and the fact that we don't have to eat rice every single day for every single dinner. And, like, we complain about our food. Like, I feel like I've complained a lot about food lately here, Mm. and... I'm just trying... I have to keep trying, checking myself and be like, at least you have food, at least yeah. you have the money to buy food and you shouldn't be complaining because... Yeah, it's people, just because like, we're These people are so... Like, they're struggling so much in comparison. Mm. And that's why I think... I think it's so important like, that everyone goes to a third world country at least once in their life because... Yeah, Otherwise, just you that. just live your whole life unchecked, not realising how much you actually do have. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Our final interesting fact is from the coffee that we've been drinking. So Well, that, I haven't been drinking it. Yeah. I tried it a tiny bit. I tried it the first time and I did actually quite like it. And then I tried it the second time and I was like, no, I don't. But the coffee here is made from cat poo. Yeah. So not all of the coffee is in like you can get coffee that isn't made from cat poo. But the barley coffee, or I think it's called Luwak, Luwak coffee. coffee is literally made from cat poo. Yeah. So they it's not really a cat. It's more of a ferret. Like, we saw the it's animal. It's still gross. It just... It poos out coffee beans. And then it's like... They're, like, really big. Like, the poo, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... No, the luag eats the coffee beans, and then what it poos out is what they make the coffee out because of. Because it's, like, them been fertilised or something in the... Apparently it's really good for you. It has lots of proteins and whatever in it. Vitamins and stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's also really bitter and really, really gross. gross. Yeah. It was quite funny, though, because the coffee plantation that we went to was was called, like, Cappuccino. I mean, I thought that was a cool play on words. I did as well. I quite liked it. <laughs> but, yeah. Equally disgusting. Yeah. So that's everything about barley. So yeah. far. So far. Yeah. So, upcoming plans... Is so we're gonna leave Gilly Tea in the morning and head to Munduk. Munduk is like waterfalls and it's, so it's up in the hills. Barley is in 
sort of a more mountainy area. Yeah. From Mundurka, we're going to head to the Noosa Islands, mm-hmm. which is very famous for its beaches, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, snorkeling. Beaches and snorkeling, yeah. And then, like, it will just be the last few days in Bali. Like, we'll probably go to Uluwatu, maybe Kuta. So if you want to stay tuned for our next episode, follow us on Spotify. But if you want more day-to-day updates, head to our Instagram, at the Travelling 2 Podcast. Feel free to email us at thetravellingtopod at gmail.com. We'll be in your ears again next week with another episode. Thanks for listening and speak to you next week. Speak to you then. (laughs) You'll hear from us then. (laughs) You'll hear from us next week. Bye. Bye.